When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. guys it was a revolution and that sounded fantastic yeah that was the best on our end um when we hear these things it's always through that zoom speaker and it's it's as though the person taking your order through the drive-through at arby's (laughs) is singing our theme song yeah Um, and it's and it's roseanne bar and it's right yeah it's roseanne (laughs) bar doing that uh welcome back to doing it with danny zucker and jenny johnson i'm danny Uh, zucker I'm Jenny Johnson, yes. and uh, we'll get into everything, but I think first things first, we've got a very special guest here. I, Jenny's accused me of not researching the guests or not knowing the guests, like <laughs> a lot of research this time. And I just want to say our guest, he's the um, lead singer of one of my favorite bands, Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> and I have just, from the minute I, uh, um, I, you grew your hair out though, yeah. right? I have this right, yeah. Did I not yeah. This is this is it. He um he's he's not only a talented musician <laughs> and um not a fan of pumpkins. Yeah, he's destructive, no, is my understanding. But aside from his career with the Smashing Pumpkins, it's I, Billy Corbin. It's a documentary. It's my friend Billy Corbin, and we will get into all of Billy's work. So we will just this will be a love fest, Billy. Yeah, will. I, I know you didn't really word the Smashing Pumpkins, but you know that guy. <laughs> you know that guy can't make um, cutting edge, fast paced narrative documentaries. I'll tell you that much. I got to tell you, first of all, I, I'm, I got this like Anya Taylor Joy at the Golden Globes thing going on here. <laughs> with the, my hair keeps falling in front of my eye, I'll try to keep that keep that out of the way. Not not to, not to make you feel insecure about it, Danny, uh, because now, yes. Yeah. Also, honestly, Billy, a good a cool thing you could do is like what kids do, where they constantly do a a hair toss you know where you just yeah i yeah. do i do i do that uh do that <laughs> that's way cooler you, you, looking by the way <laughs> no i mean i i mean danny and i danny and i look like the uh how it started how it's going me for, yeah, for like 2020 yeah. i feel <laughs> it's really and uh and by the way if you're just listening to this i, I i'm how it started if you're watching it you'll know that's not true the before <laughs> yeah i've always been a before like, there's, there's, I mean, honestly, I, I'm always a before. I mean, unless it's like before he quit math, like then I'm the before. But I feel like even in the maternity ward when you were a baby, they put your like yeah. little yeah thing, and then all the other babies are like, "This is a before baby." Yeah, and, after yeah babies. and for people who are who are also listening and, and not watching, so I'm I I got a Room Raiders on. So I was promoting our documentary uh, last year for uh, HBO called 537 votes about the 20th anniversary of the Florida recount in Bush right. v. Gore. And we shameless plug there, but uh, <laughs> I, Ro- Room Raider gave me like a six or like, yeah, like six, six and a half. And, and by the way, 
on a Miami-Dade County public schools curve, that's like a B minus. So that's like yeah. really, that's really good. But like, I would, I needed to up my game a little bit. I feel like it's probably still a little, like it's a little too busy, but I, I put that back there because for like 15 years, I would always say like, you know, we made documentaries that people watched, not that people gave awards to. Yeah. And D- Danny said the most hilarious and brilliant thing on the, the modern family, the, on the documentary, uh-huh. that, 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 which was amazing. That okay. went, and, such a, and such a great idea too. Cause like the access was like, just, be, it was beyond the cast. And like, yeah. listen, if there, I don't know why there wasn't a doc limited series about the writer's room. I would watch that shit for <laughs> hours or days. Like, oh my God. But, it was, but you said something like, um, like that you you went for twenty years of your career like skillfully avoiding winning winning any awards, mm-hmm. but like, but that winning awards is better and like and so, so much better. And it, and it it took us fifteen years to start winning awards, and I fucking agree. So I got that shit. <laughs> no, I got the got, Emmy. He's referring right to the Emmy over his shoulder, and I, yeah. I, mad respect. If I wasn't thrown out of my house by my wife, they would all be behind me right now. <laughs> But um, no. you were asked to politely leave. I was. I was. <laughs> I willingly left. But, but yeah, you, no, you it, left. Did she let you take your Emmys now? I, when I'm looking for a more permanent place to live. I didn't want to put my Emmys. I, I trust my Emmys are safer in my home right now. Um, so this so is my, mine. Mine is on loan from my mom. I gave my Emmy to my mom. Wow. Um, because, like I said, like well, I mean, without you, this wouldn't have been possible and so Ooh. I gave it to her and then when we when we built this zoom nook this this past year I had it I asked my mother if I could get it back yeah. just just on loan for the zoom period of our life I don't know how long this is going to be it might yeah. be forever but well you're in Miami by the way you're in Miami I am yeah. I just spent the weekend twerking on a police car yeah I was gonna say you you might be in that fucking nook forever because <laughs> <laughs> well, you're gonna have like a one of those like tents they throw over for termites you're just gonna duck, just duck and cover it's like the cuban missile crisis right. is still going on here yeah so so here's the thing and this is gonna say this will definitely sound like a humble brag but there is a joke behind it right? and it's a humble brag and it's not even a humble brag it's a brag brag so that is is that like the first emmy or the only emmy you have and you gave it to your mom yes to both okay so you are such a better son I waited till I got my fifth and final <laughs> Emmy and then said, here you go. And then my, and then when my mom moved and she moved from uh, Arizona to Atlanta, she's like, I don't want to ship this. Will you like take it? She came out. I held on to it. She's got, she's in, she's in Atlanta right now. I have never given it back because I like the way the five Emmys looked on a shelf. So you're a much better son. I, I like, I like to think that after each Emmy, you went, you know what? My next Emmy I'm yeah. going to give to my mom. And then yeah. just, and is your mom just like sitting at home with a People's Choice Award now or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, the Cable Ace. She has a, um, she, uh, the Webby. She, she, um, she is Did the, she have your Twitter award? No, what do you give her that? I, I, no, and I, the way I was looking at my, you know, my, mom's, my mom's like 83, 84 in July. And I always thought, well, I'm more loaning it, I guess, at this point. You know, no, yeah, you're gonna get it back. Jesus Christ! Oh, God. yeah. It, actually, speaking of that, that's a great segue that you had no idea you were just giving me. Yeah, please. Danny was. <laughs> I'm about to show y'all what my mother. So my my dad passed away. Brag. It'll be nine nine years ago. It'll it'll be on Tuesday. Nine years. But my mom through this nine years will continuously like just continues to send me things that I gave my dad as a gift 
because she's like, I'm going to get a, I'm just going to throw it away because there's nothing. My parents had nothing in common. They had literally nothing in common. So whatever I gave my dad, she could care less about. In the mail a few days ago, Billy, I just thought it was funny because it has your name, but this is what she sent me. Billy Bass. (laughs) You got a Billy Bass. I bought this for my dad like 20 years ago. Oh, wow. And he had it like in the little office this, area. And I thought it would be funny to say Billy, but now that you've said this thing, about this getting thing, something back here. This thing was the bane of the existence of every Walgreens checkout person oh, for like a God. decade. And it, it was also awful, I thought, to like anybody that was in comedy that had, or anybody with a sense of humor, you'd go to someone's house. And I mean, I'm from Texas, so it was like everyone had one on the mantle and they thought they were the only people. You know, it's like, <laughs> hey, you're funny. <laughs> You seen this shit? And I'm like, wow, what's it gonna play? You know, oh, it's, it's great, oh, man. Jenny, Jenny, I just thought of one thing that your parents had in common. Ooh. You. Oh. They did, and they were they were on the fence too the whole time. <laughs> yep. My mom's still considering leaving me at a fire station. God damn it! Out. I told you to pull out. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, speaking, not only, not only, Danny, are, are you obviously a great uh, son, but a, but a great dad. I remember this tweet of yours. And like, again, I just love, like, again, it's like going back to this writer's room documentary on modern, uh, like this idea that will never happen uh, of uh, mine. But like, but you tweeted once about, there was the episode where I think Alex goes to like Habitat for Humanity or something yes. for the summer or to build that. And they like, Claire and Filler, like it was like sunshine and lollipops and butterfly. It was the most magical summer yes. of <laughs> the family's life. And like, and then she comes back and the sh- and like all the shit goes back to Nor and everybody's at each other's throats and destroyed. Right. And you tweeted <laughs> what did I that it was, you tweeted that that your daughters hated the episode or your daughter because it was about the summer that your daughter went away. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was. It was. God bless her. She's great. But it was like, we had no idea that it was like, oh my God, there's no conflict in the house. She was off and, and it, it, it was off doing this. And it's all, it was all really, and she was doing something really noble. Like she was doing like, yeah. Being like go, she was like in Central America, like yeah. with a, like or her school, like because um, she wanted to be a nurse at that, you know, and, and she was doing that stuff, and and I'm and I yeah, but I just saw an opportunity, yeah, yeah. totally. Oh. She's like she's like the best person in the household, but yet right. she's gone, and the conflict just dissipates. That, like it was that nugget that sort of drove the other two. Ap- you never knew, you know. Yeah, but uh, um, Wait, but anytime like when you're in the house with your family, and like I have my sister's two years older, and even when I was married, I had two stepkids. They'd come, you know, when we had them for the week and everything, it's, it always made a difference. There'd be that one time where like, oh, that my, you know, ex-husband would be gone or, you know, my mom goes like whatever, when that one family member leaves and how the dynamic just, it's, it's, it shifts. And sometimes it's for the worse and sometimes it's for the better. Sometimes you're like, oh, wait, you were the glue that held this shit together. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, um, I apologize. That's not COVID, but it is from the COVID vaccine. I got my second <laughs> shot. And so uh, you're actually the safest person. I am. I am. Now it's, the, I, it's, the, it's the antibodies talking. Yeah. Now, yeah. All I, you know, I'm, it's so exciting just going back to worrying about quaint things like herpes. <laughs> I couldn't uh-huh. believe like, something, something, I, far, I, something far less contagious. Right? <laughs> I couldn't believe like how much better I had got my first shot this week. And 
just how quickly I got it. Cause I had heard these stories of like, I went to a CVS literally from like pulling into the parking spot, checking in, sitting down, getting the needle in my arm. It was six minutes. Like it was the, wow. I like, I couldn't believe cause I had heard all these nightmare stories of people waiting. And when I got it, it was like, okay, boop, in my arm and done. And then I thought like, God, I have literally been on house arrest for a year. This I- little thing, you know, like, wow, I can't believe that quickly. Like something's already starting to like, no, like it really it. felt like a game changer. Did you feel that way or Billy, you like- I was, oh I, was God, are, yeah. oh, you I was in LA. I was in LA. Oh, in a Week of March 10th. Mm-hmm. And we had, it was our, our last- uh, scheduled day of production on our last documentary was Thursday, March 12th in Santa Barbara. We had an interview shoot. And oh. so we flew in Monday for, and you know, cause we get to LA very rarely. So, you know, we, we had like a week of meetings and then this shoot on Thursday, we built a, you know, made a trip out of it. So fly up on Monday, already wearing masks, you know, yeah. like already take. So, um, but, and we also know we had a meeting at CAA and CAA, you might remember, was they were the first ones to shut down in-office, me- in-house meetings. Like they yeah. were the first ones. So we, we, it turns out we met like in the, you know, one of the restaurants behind, you know, the building. And so, so Monday, we are fist bumping. <laughs> Tuesday, Tuesday, we're elbow bumping. Mm-hmm. Wednesday, we're, we're shoe ta- like kick, kick tapping, right? Shoe <laughs> tapping. Thursday, we're in Santa Barbara. The woman, we come into her house with the crew and she's like, I was just talking to my book agent and he said, what the hell are you letting these people in your house? And we're like, ha ha. And we just like, let's quickly set up and, and get this, this thing shot Friday morning. Nothing. Remember it was the zo- Friday, the 13th. It was the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. All of our meetings were canceled. Oh. We, and we were on, and I had, you know, the night before 24 hours earlier, we're on the red eye Friday night. So 24 hours earlier, I go to, you know, check in or whatever. And you can see that the flight was pretty full. Like you get to see what seats are available and everything. We get on that plane Friday night, ghost plane. Yeah. Everybody planning on going to Miami for the weekend was like, peace. You know, and and yeah. it was that was the beginning of the end. And that was also the last time I you know did any grooming <laughs> as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think- I felt that Danny and I laughed about it. we were in a year ago. Yeah. We did shows at the DC improv. And it was oh, the Jesus. last weekend that D- the DC improv was open. Like that the next weekend they were closed. You Danny, you took off. Yeah. A few days before I did, I hung around, my cousin lives there. And it was like from me leaving LAX, getting to DC that, that, that weekend of shows. I mean, I was even laughing. I have like, I've listened to my sets where I'm like, everyone in the airport looks like Michael Jackson on trial. I know. How stupid. I was just having a field day laughing about it. And then just cut to me getting dropped off at the airport at like 5am getting on this flight. And I had like, I think just like a bandana. I'm like, I should just tie this around my face. <laughs> like, I look like I was gonna rob the the plane. Like, this was <laughs> like, oh, okay, this is. Are there are there any pandemic protocols that you guys will like ma- maintain? Like, is there anything like new shit that like whether it's Zoom or whatever? Like, for me, it masks on a plane. I'll never not wear. I always got sick a cold like whenever yeah. I travel, like round trip, I'd be down for the count for like three yeah. days to a Like I'll always wear a mask on a plane now. Like, like every Asian person after SARS, you would always see yeah, someone yeah. The, right. and we'd be like, what are they doing? And like, yeah, like they're, yeah. because oh, they're geniuses, you know, like we're idiots. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I we're, will, we're the, yeah. 
yeah, I will 100% continue wearing a mask because it's just too easy not to. And, and I'd always, <laughs> this is what a jackass I am. Like, I've always been the person that I go fly. I'll have a hat on or I'll have a hood because I don't even want to put my head, you know, wow. on the headrest. And I'm like, that's how, like that, I cared more about my hair than I'm, the yeah, shit I, blowing in. <laughs> or I always would keep a scarf on and just kind of, because it's nasty, like, especially when you're on like an international flight or even Miami to LA is a long ass flight and you're yeah. like, people are coughing and sneezing. And I for, I, I, honestly, I think for me, the big thing I'm going to try not to do once this is all lifted is my, you know, when I meet somebody, uh, you know, if it's a business meeting or a friend, I'm not going to spit in their mouth anymore. No, no. <laughs> in, in in Miami, we're very, like in Miami, it's like very, we're it's a very Cuban American culture. So we literally okay. like lick the face, the cheek of the person. We we like ah, like it's so. And I'm like, why are we so touchy feely? It's just like it's just totally inappropriate. But uh, for me, I think the biggest thing is target curbside pickup. It is Ooh. the greatest. I will never go inside a Target again. It is the, it's like Flintstones. You know, they throw the shit on the car, the car tips over. It's uh-huh. like, it's the, cur- the best. Yeah, a curbside pickup with groceries, like Target, all the grocery stores. I've done it at Petco to get food for my dog. I mean, everything, like you don't, and I, I've i never liked going to the grocery store. So it's kind of a, <laughs> like a bonus for me. Now I can be like, oh, I have to, like, I can't, I have to That's amazing. Know, go, pick it, go pick it up. But it, I know. I love it too. I, it's like, I, I, I've gotten used to that new normal and I, I think that's going to be hard to stop. And I also think like, you know, where I can, I don't mind. I mean, I like a personal meeting depending on what it is, but occasionally yeah. I, 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 it would never even occur to me to FaceTime or zoom with somebody prior to yeah. this. And now well, there's like the, the running joke where people always say like, Oh, this could have been an email, you know, when you have to like go yeah. in and you do something, it could have been a zoom, you know, there's so many right. things that it, we've proven like, shows have been written like an entire season of a show has been written on zoom it's like you it's possible i mean there is something to be said for i work better when i've when i've had writing partners it there is something to be said for being in that environment where you're all sitting around and you're just like hanging out shooting shit and like but it can be done it is possible to yeah no absolutely it just, I do wonder like how many more things are going to be via. There's a lot. I think, I think, I think there, you're, you're hearing this in like commercial real estate rental and like office yeah. space. And it's like, oh, do we really, I mean, we can have an office, but we, do we need this giant one? Right. I mean, we can be rotating people in. I think it's going to be good on like new mothers or new fathers, or, you know, I think you're, people are starting to see there's a way to do yeah. this. And that's ultimately probably good for the environment and all that. Yeah. And I, I think there's also going to be a huge appreciation for teachers now that parents had to homeschool yeah, their kids. Until there's not again. And you have I was, was going to say, I, I should live so long. I should live so long. We'll see people appreciate teachers finally. That seems nightmarish to me is like that, like, you know, anywhere from like fifth grade to eighth grade. Cause now that they actually have work to do and disciplining them and they say, no, it's like that. My friends who are in that phase, ugh. We, like we recently had uh, Jerry O'Connell on the podcast and he has twin girls that are 12. Yeah. Paternal twins. Danny also has paternal twins yeah. and yours are like what, 10 mine years are, old. Mine are going to be 23 in April. Yeah. One, one went to the U. Graduate. Went to the U by the way. <laughs> He's my nurse. Yeah. Major. Oh, ma- majored in money laundering. I, yeah. I that's- <laughs> no. In fact, it, it was such a waste of Miami. She's never had a drink. She doesn't do drugs. She's like, it's like living with the, it's like living with the surgeon general my whole life. And, 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 and so, but 
so you're in Miami. Why did you, I could have, it's nursing school. You didn't have to spend all that much on that. But, but that, that's, a, that's what, I, that's a nod to what, how much she loved you, that she went literally to the school that was furthest. Furthest. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, literally close, like, like twice as close to Cuba than to home. Uh, yes, like, exactly. you know, she, yeah. So, but I honestly, um, uh, closer to Colombia, I think than to home. <laughs> but like, but, but she, so, um, I honestly, I didn't start drinking until I was, I was 21. Now, um, now Jenny can attest, I've, I've certainly made up for lost time, yeah. but, um, the, but I went through the entirety of Dade County public schools in Miami and, uh, and the university of Miami without smoking pot, doing drugs or drinking until my 21st birthday, I had my first cocktail. Wow. And I, yeah, I, I remember no, getting no into- No violence? No, you didn't beat anyone up? No, no, I, you know, my, my roommate in college drank enough for both of us, I thought, and then for several livers, at least, and like, and I remember getting to, and then I started making, my friends in high school would make fun of me, but like, all you do is make documentaries about drugs, and you've never done any, any yeah. drugs. By the way, cocaine okay, cowboys, one of the greatest. Okay, well, let's, that's a good segue, because we've been talking a while, and I want to get into your career, because I, I'm a, I mean, I am... Cooking Cowboys is is truly. If I was to make a list of my top five documentaries, I would put that on there. I think it's it's oh, visually thank you. It's visually spectacular. Yes. You tell this story, the, like the tone of it matches the thing you're talking about. And I just want so, but leading up to that, and I I I, I loved the 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 one on the 2000 election. It was just like it brought a chill. My son was born December eighth of uh, uh in, in, of 2000 and so they hadn't called the president yet and for a little while we flirted with the idea of calling him chad but i also <laughs> didn't, want, I didn't want him to be remembered thank god you didn't do that. That. <laughs> but um how like did you set out to when, when you were like at when you were at the u when you were there were you thinking i'm gonna be a document documentary filmmaker well and I'm, no. I'm, I'm gonna turn my camera off for a second because i have to blow my nose so bad because we're talking about cocaine but really I but I kind of want to. But I kind of want to see it. No, I don't want to. I actually don't okay. want. You'll, you'll, I'm even going to keep talking. You'll hear. Yeah, you probably want to mute versus the talk. <laughs> well, I don't want you guys to see. Like, you really blow your nose. You're like, I'm going to turn the video off. But yeah. you're I feel like violent. Hold on. No, I want. Here's here's the full effect. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. See, that's why I didn't. Um... <laughs> Jenny ducked. Jenny ducked. Okay. I was like looking exactly. for my mask. Do I have one on my desk? And I'm definitely going to sneeze. So, okay. But like when you were in college, was this what you wanted to do? I feel like I want to put on a poncho, like the splash zone at SeaWorld right yeah. now. What is it? Oh, okay. Are you okay? Yeah. Danny, are you okay? Should we call it an ambulance? No, I'm good. I'm good. Just the camera's off. I'm just, I'm, I'm literally <laughs> put on her mask. There you go. It's so funny. All right. Doing it nation. Bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting for football and basketball this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at bet online. Always your continued source for sports wagering information. Bet online features live betting, free contests, live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf games and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code CLNS50, that is CLNS50, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. 
That's amazing. One of my, like, I have to say, like, Cocaine Cowboys, I love all your, I love Screwball. I remember when we hung out that one that you had just mm. finished doing Screwball. And I found that, if you haven't seen that, Danny, put that on your No, list. I haven't seen Screwball. The reason uh, I was taking it off was fun. I was using these eye cams, by the way. I'm sorry. I didn't want Oh, my to. God. It looked like you were just, like, I was like, what the hell? Is yeah, okay, cam- <laughs> this is great. This um, is great. Is Screwball still on Netflix? Yes, it is. Okay. So what uh, is Put this on your on your list oh, when Jesus. when we do the things. Yeah. Basically, the end of our show, and we always recommend things. We'll just. Oh my God, Billy does. Rule. This is Danny. Danny just asked you what it is, and I want to hear Jenny Johnson pitch screwball. I okay. do. All right. So the huge baseball, major league baseball scandal with all the steroid use. When oh yeah. Okay. The whole story behind that, and the way that Billy, it was so smart. The way y'all did it, Billy. I. I because I also appeared twice on Drunk History, so I have a special love for like that reenactment over, you know, when the actors are like, you know, I did the second episode. I remember Leah Schreiber did the second episode of mine, and I'm like, I'm hearing my voice come out of Leah Schreiber's That's amazing. mouth. Okay, Screwball, they did this, so it's all these accurate conversations, oh, wow. except they use kids. Oh my God, I need to see this. There's a kid that when I say looks exactly like, like Alex Rodriguez, like <laughs> exactly. And they put him in the fucking Yankees baseball uniform and he's taught like it, it's, it is the most informative, entertaining documentary I've ever oh, seen. I can't wait to watch this. The full story of all this and all the lies and all the deceit, all the, the people behind how they got, you know, they, they were getting steroids, like everything. The whole story is told so specific, Billy. It's so beautifully <laughs> out of the mouths of children. <laughs> so, well, of course, like it obviously was drunk history inspired because we we took the actual first person accounts and interviews yeah. and then had eight-year-old children lip sync him on set in full costume and facial hair on the actual locations in many cases wow. where the real incidents occurred including live nightclub at the fountain blue in miami beach and the rich carlton in scene <laughs> and so like so i get to so jenny i'm in la you're you know years ago and jenny's like come over hang at the house let's drink let's <laughs> chat and I was like, like, one of the funniest people I know. And I'm like, can I show you? Because this is my first comedy. Yeah. Screwball. Huh. As a, like, and, and comedy is fucking hard. Yeah. yeah. I mean, huh. it is fucking hard. I don't know. I To this day, I don't understand why, like, no respect at the Oscars, like, forever. <laughs> and, like, no. it's the hardest fucking thing to do. Yeah. And like, I guess I, Tanya is the closest, I feel like they probably ever come to like really honoring comedy, I guess, performance <laughs> anyway, but like, it's so hard. And so I'm like, will you watch this comedy that we're in post-production on? And so I put it on, I don't remember how we did it, like, you were introducing me to technology too. Oh yeah, I had like my Apple TV and I was like, oh, I can yeah. drop it onto my TV. We watched it. What is this alien technology? I was so impressed. And so, wow. and of course, and Jenny... Jenny gives me her Wi-Fi password, which reminded me of a Jenny Johnson bit she has about yeah. connect, auto, auto connect. I'm like, if I ever come here with my wife and my, my fucking phone, my phone auto connects to your fucking Wi-Fi, I'll, we'll be found out, right? Yeah. So ir- irregardless, as we say in Miami, because we're, 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 ir- we're irreliterate, but I, uh, use it ir- but- I use it ironically. 
Oh, they just added it to Webster's Dictionary, by the way. Webster's just I, added it irregardless the, to the, the, the The Miami of today is the America of tomorrow. Yeah, we, 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 you, you beat us down. You beat, you beat yeah, English down. You're unfortunately, the <laughs> Miami of today is the America of tomorrow. But long story even longer, I put on, this is like, this is a seminal moment. And I don't mean seminal as in like, you know, yeah. the college football team, but like, in like my, my, like my life, I start to play screwball for Jenny and she is like dying. And I'm like, and like, I'm like, oh my God. Um, oh. And I'm, and, and it, it, cause like, listen, it's, um, documentaries, they're like, they're like, it's, they're like children. You like, yeah. you make them, you raise them, yeah. you mold them. And then like, you send them off into the world to sure. sink or swim and yeah. everybody judges them. And you just have to kind of let go and let God and, and yeah, just sort of yeah. hope for the best. And like, and and they're also like children in that we all have our favorites. We just don't tell anyone who they, what <laughs> right. they are, you know, which exactly. ones they are, you know? Yeah. And so Jenny loves it. And, and we didn't, we didn't, we got tired and drawn and I like, and, and we turned it all off and, and Jenny's like, I need to, I think I sent you a link. At, yeah, you like, sent I need, a link so I could finish it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I need to finish. And I'm like, you don't have to. You don't no. have to finish it. You don't have to say that for me. You can just watch the first half that. And she's like, no, no, I want to spin. And like, honestly, Jenny's like endorsement and approval, like gave me so much confidence about like- yeah, no. Anybody who's done comedy, I think anybody who does any kind of art at all. It's yeah. like, when you get that from somebody you respect, I mean, people always ask like, are you writing like for America? Or like, you know, when you're, how do you know? It's like, all we're writing for is I'm making other funny people I think are funny laugh. Yeah. That's like my main goal. And then I have to have trust that, people will follow or not and that's yeah. what you experienced yeah I, I think, actually I think, remember Danny like we talked one time I think maybe the first pilot or something I wrote and I was just like oh I know I gotta turn this fucking thing in I have to turn this in and I I was like texting with you were talking and I, and I I think I sent it to you and yeah, you did. that was like really nerve-wracking and what made me feel better was what Danny goes I've been doing this for how long? Every time I have to turn that script, I think this is the one they're going to go, you're a fucking fraud. How have you made it this far? <laughs> like, how Every did you do time. Yeah, and so anything you do that's art, and that's what you do. I personally, I mean, I know like how nerve-wracking it can be to show somebody something you do, but I, I, I was, I've always been a fan of your work. I would say Broke is probably my favorite of you're, I love that documentary. It was just so good. If you haven't seen that one, Dan, it's like a 30 for 30. It's called Broke. It's Oh, that, which one? And who, I, I think I know this one. Well, it's about... It's, when is it a, uh, professional athletes have made like all this money and then they go broke. Yeah. Like, how did it happen? And, and Billy managed to... Like you found these athletes that were willing and okay with sitting there talking about their failures. And a lot of people aren't, a lot of people are so tough and arrogant and they don't want to say no. like, I just fucked up. You know, I, I did this, this, and this, but that one is just cause it's so real and it's so genuine, but with like with screwball and everything, that story and the way that those players, even to this day, like that really happened. Those guys cheated. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's a hundred percent. We know they cheated, but nothing was really damaged for them. Yeah. Like there was just a tart, like a little. Oh, you mean screwball? Yeah. 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 With, I mean, yeah, with screwball. That's what I meant. Like with screwball that. Yeah. So I, I like the way that I think taking the kids and making a comedy out of it. Like it, it also was like such a funny jab to them. Like, look at you fucking, you know, like childish, like it mocked them and they deserve to be mocked. Yeah. Well, they all, all the adults acted like children. Like, that exactly. was, but also 
sort of the the idea that the uh, of these sports figures as role models and, and yeah. you know for kids like and that and that to me what screwball was about it's funny of all places the wall street journal nailed it they 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 called it like a a, a sports documentary about america and about how and like this scandal was about it and to me that's what it was about it was about how like people like and of course there's the miami connection invariably uh-huh. of like the steroid scandal with alex rodriguez and the biogenesis thing down here but like this idea that like whether it was Major League Baseball acting a fool and breaking laws down here or Alex Rodriguez, the highest paid baseball player of all time, cheating or, you know, um, it, it the, the message was what I call the, through the Trump era, the new American values, yeah. which we used to teach our kids honesty, integrity, the golden rule. And then the message, the new message seemed to be the new American values were lie, cheat and steal and that's how you get ahead. And I'll tell you, I was doing a Q&A on Screwball with the eight-year-old kid who played Tony, Dr. Tony Bosch. I'm using, for the listeners, I'm using air quotes on doctor because he was not a doctor because yeah. Miami. And, and so honestly, every time there was a, a headline in Miami about fake doctor discovered in Miami, you know, fake dentist, I was like, yeah. that's not news. News would be real doctor found <laughs> yeah. in Miami, you yeah. know, so you know, man, man bites dog. So like I'm in a QA and a and an audience member asked like, what, what's the message? What's the takeaway? And the eight-year-old kid who played doctor is like, ooh, 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 me, me. I'm like, dude, you don't have to raise your hand. It's your Q&A too. Just jump, just jump in, dude. So he says, you know, lie, cheat and steal. And that's how you get ahead in America. Wow. And so by the way, 42-year-old saying it, whatever, eight-year-old yeah. kid, it's fucking devastating. Like it it's sucks the air sucks the air out of the room. Like people are yeah. gasping, you know, for, and yeah. like, and so, but that's it. Lie, cheat and steal kid, yeah. lie, cheat and steal kids. You too could be the highest paid baseball player of all time. You too could be the commissioner of baseball. You too could be president of the United right. States. Like yeah. that, that, and, and that to me, I always remember. And I, and I think about it too, with the Clinton administration, after the Clinton administration, there was a spike in, in sexually transmitted diseases, specifically among teenagers. And many of them polled said it's because oral sex doesn't count. Okay. And yeah. so it, 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 what the, 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 the guy, the, 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 it's a top down thing there's a tone set. There's, there's values that are, that are transmitted. And so I'm wondering like what the long-term, you know, ramifications and damage are of, of the lie, cheat and steal, like not sort of perpetuating positive values for kids, but ultimately that's what screwball is, wow. is really about through the comedy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think the ultimate destination is the end of us as a species, but uh, <laughs> sad, like I, so I, I, but I did, I want, that's amazing. And I can't wait to watch screwball. Yeah. What was, I, I was asking, did you study this though at University of Miami? Was this something? Kind of, kind of. I, I triple majored at UM in screenwriting, theater, and poli sci. Poli sci was like my primary major, political science. And then also, what well, was film, but you had to pick a track. You know, you had to pick yeah. production, r- screenwriting, or um, what, was the, what was the third one? Um, I feel like there was three. Oh, it's like it was like the business. The business, business of it, yeah. Tra- yeah. Um, so I chose, yeah, I chose screenwriting. It was the best, best education. Uh, learning how to tell a story the, my best my best directing class was screenwriting my best c- cinematography class was screenwriting my yeah. best editing class was screenwriting my yeah. best, w- once you know the rules like and then yeah. understanding how to tell a story and because this is the ultimate goal of all of that shit of every of story job ahead. on set yeah so 
that was why I chose screenwriting. And what, and what was like, so you're, you, you graduate, like, what's the break? What, what's the moment? I mean, I know you broke big for me for cocaine cowboys, but before that, obviously there were things leading up to that. So what was the thing where you thought like, Oh, this is it was, do you, do you remember the moment like where you got your, your chance to do it? Well, don't remind me later. I started kind of breaking a little bit when, when Jenny was, was, was effusively praising broke. I have a confession uh-huh. to make right. about broke that I rarely make. Oh God, are you going to run it for me? You're Probably. Me Santa but, Claus ain't real. But like, <laughs> I don't know that I want to talk about it now because Danny set me up for such a great, like. <laughs> Let's hear this he first. Said, he, yeah, yeah, he set me up. He set, he set me up for the triumph, you know. I, okay. I want to hear the triumph and then we're going to come back and yeah. we're, I want to hear, <laughs> and then I want to hear how it went wrong. So what's the yeah. triumph first? Yeah, let's triumph. Good news okay, first. So the triumph, listen, we, we, we were, I was studying film at, at, at UM. I've been a child actor. Oh. That, you know, I, I say that without the baggage that usually comes with that, like the drug and alcohol abuse and the inappropriate, you know, kind of conduct on set. But like, like I had a pretty fruitful and fun uh, child acting career. My first big break was on Parenthood, the feature uh, in 1988. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that Ron Howard directed. And that was a ridiculous cast. I love that Steve movie. Martin. Yeah. Ridiculous. That, that I cast love that was movie. I like ridiculous that cast. I'm sorry, I forget to say that at the beginning of this. I always just think of you as a documentary filmmaker. I totally always forget that me, you're a child actor. It's amazing. I love yeah, that. me. Me too. It's only in the event that somebody asks an origin, you know, story that I have to that I have to talk about it. But like, no, it's um, cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird in Miami. Documentaries. Your documentaries are so good that I actually forget. And my child acting career is not so no, good. It was so great, there, there's, there's, it's not. So get the Emmy but, over. Your- <laughs> But, yeah, not for child act. This is not a child acting Emmy. I'll have you know. <laughs> but I, in Miami in the 80s was a lot of work. You know, it was a lot of commercial work, a lot of TV work. I was never regrettably in an episode of Miami Vice. That would be, have some lovely symmetry right up there, right up there with Danny's five Emmys on the wall. Perfect symmetry, yeah. you know. For those who can't watch, he's wearing a pastel jacket <laughs> over an, an equally pastel uh, t-shirt. Yes, Linen, I think and the sleeves are pushed up. Yeah. One one of my favorite lines in, in Cobra Kai was like when they do the eighties dress up and it's like a bunch of people think I look like Dave Johnson or Dan Johnson. <laughs> Who is who's Dan Johnson? You know? <laughs> That's really um funny. so my brother was very gifted. My little brother was very a very gifted athlete. And I at my first at bat at the North Miami Beach Optimist T Ball League, I struck out. Oh so high sports career. For, Right. For, that's, so that was my dad's dreams of my being a ball player. Like, right. Like, so I made contact with the T, but apparently that's a strike. So I did not like, that was it. That was so, oh. so I started going, I had a friend who was on a, uh, actually Jen Schatz, who is married to Horatio Sands. Uh, oh. Jen, Jen Schatz was a neighbor from the shtetl in uh, North Miami beach and she was on a bike commercial, a Sears bike commercial. And I saw her, I was five or six or seven. And I was like, I flipped out. Like that was Jen on TV. Yeah, and, and so my dad, my, I said, I want to go out on auditions. So I started going on auditions and I, I booked every commercial, like every product sector you can fathom. I did a, oh. a, a spot for, and my dad was my stage mom <laughs> because my mom had read Shirley Temple and Drew Barrymore's autobiographies and was like, this is a terrible business. By, by nine, Billy will be on the coffee. By 10, he'll yeah. be on the pot. By, yeah. you know, by 13, he'll be on the code. You know, like, so 
especially in Miami, she was petrified. So I find cocaine in Miami. So yeah, in, in elementary school. And so she, and, and by the way, I love that she said you'd be on the pot. That's on how, the pot. That's how, my, that's on, how my mom talks. The the has to be placed in front of every. On the coffee. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, you know, so I, my dad was my stage mom until I booked Parenthood because then we had to go to Orlando. It was one of the first things ever shot at Universal Florida. That's amazing. Um, it was also the only thing. So they were shooting Nickelodeon stuff like Double Dare. They were shooting the new Leave It to Beaver syndicated uh, series, oh. and they were shooting Parenthood, mostly on location. But there was some there was some stage stuff. The studio store was an office cubicle with drawers full of merch. That was the studio <laughs> store, and so the whole place was it was tens of thousands of acres of just like hills and dirt. And then the Psycho House. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, for Psycho 4, they built for the Showtime movie. The, yeah. And, yeah. and, and illumin- illuminated with spotlights at night in this just sea of darkness, the fucking Psycho House just <laughs> glowing. It was the creepiest. Pretty creepy. Creepiest I would have never slept my whole childhood. If it that was, was so <laughs> creepy. And so I, I go on set. And I'm the kid at the birthday party at, who curses. I say, right. that's the schmuck who brought the horse and right. let's go watch the horse shit. And so, and then I had the one line, the one clean line I had, Steve Martin went on the late night talk shows with that clip. Oh man. So, oh wow. Where, where he's, where he's cowboy Dan at the birthday yeah. party. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, so I had this line like in the crowd, I'm like, you're not uh, cowboy Dan, you're Kevin's father. He went on Carson with that. He went on Arsenio. My mom was wow. flipping, flipping out, wow. especially when she saw those thirty cent residual checks I got for that. So, which <laughs> were dangerous. which were almost as much money as the stamp on the envelope. I'll have right. you know. And so, so anyway, so um, Ron Howard comes on set, who I know from at that point from Nick at Night, right, from Happy Days and from oh. Randy Griffith Show. So he's a recovering child actor, and he is in charge yeah and his whole family is on set yeah. dallas is on set. the wife uh you know his brother had a had a had a significant role always always did prince and everyone yeah, yeah. everyone his dad was right. it was in, like everybody ha- is either has a you know quick shot quick cutaway or has a significant principal role yeah. and he knew everybody's name on set good morning billy i was like <laughs> like and i was like and to me it, it, it dawned on me in that moment in 1988, like, oh, acting is like a kid's thing. Direct, like, you want to do what Ron Howard, like, that, you want to be in charge of yeah. all of these people. Like, yeah. that's the goal, right? Like, acting is my after-school activity. Like, not everybody grows up to be a soccer player or a ballerina, you know? Right. Like, you know, you grow, that's what you do. You go into bit, like, and so I wind up in television production class. Oh, there's, there's, my last two pilots, every year in LA, I did a pilot, uh, which in those days you can only do one pilot. You couldn't right. be on like seven, reg- uh, regular on seven series at the same time. No, they locked they, you up. They owned you yeah. for that. Yeah, and, and, then, and then of course they fired you the second they got picked up, you know, potentially, yeah, yeah. you know. So, so, yeah, so I got, I, got the, I got the cute firing a couple times, <laughs> but like, but, but my last two pilots, my last two pilots in LA, Hillary Swank was in. Oh. So the second show was called Reality Check for Fox. And okay. so 
I fly. I was already going to school in Miami, New World School of the Arts, which is like the it was inspired by the the, the School of the Performing Arts in New York. And you know, we danced on taxi cabs. You know, like yeah, no, outside, you know. so I get I get flown out from a tape, uh-huh. and I'm already retired. You know, at that point, <laughs> and just trying to go to school like a normal kid, and not on set or whatever. Valley Professional, Valley Professional School. That's uh-huh. where I was enrolled. Is that still a thing? I don't know. It's like a strip mall fucking school. Ooh. I don't know, but sure. like. By, by a Warner Brothers by the uh, Oakwood, where all the kids. Yeah, are. So Oakwood. That's where we lived for months yeah, at a time before we moved to to Westwood. I was I was doing a Roger. Cor- I was doing Step Monster, a Roger Corman movie with Alan Thicke and Corey Feldman when the Rodney King riots broke out. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's a fucking story. But anyway, the point wow, is, is that name drops so hard right there. I'm sorry, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna clean up after the show. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, we're gonna have to do it. We, we're gonna have honestly. I'm gonna keep. Were you like, so, well? You still have time, but I, I, we're gonna need to have you come back. I, there's like, there's so much, but keep going. I want to hear this story. No, I mean, yeah. this is a weird. So, so, so you guys are gonna don't spoil it for the audience because you're gonna know who I'm talking about. But yeah. like, it, so, so, last pilot, the the first pilot Hillary and I did together, we were on the Warner Brothers lot, and it was called Odd Man Out. And Ed Strauss and John Dechter wrote My it. My friends, and I remember, I helped out, by the way, I was, when they were punching up that pilot, I was in the room when they were punching up that pilot, because uh, um, especially John Strauss is a friend of mine, but yeah. So this is the, this is 1.0 though. Were you with 1.0? We were, this was 1.0. Remember. The, it, remember. It got, they, they got, it was a presentation, which meant that we had five days to shoot a pilot for right. presentation money. It was like, it was like a pilot, but for half the money and half the time. You yeah. Know? No. Um, I remember and, it though. So, but this is pre-Mary. This is pre. There's something I know, about Mary. I, know. I remember it was pre. Was, no, and, those guys had a big career even leading up to that in TV. I mean, Mary broke them out, but but keep going on. No, so 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 Hillary, we're on the lot, and every actress on that show auditioned for the next for the new Karate Kid or for the next Karate Kid. Oh my God. Everybody went to that. They, they must have auditioned a thousand plus people for that, and they and they probably did the Mally Finn like shopping mall tour as well on that. Of you course, know, like of like going into the schools and all that weird shit, you know. And so we do this pilot. It was a lot of fun, and it doesn't get picked up. Yeah. And post late years later, post there's something about Mary. They revive it, and it gets like a full. I think they did a season or two. Uh, it was kind of cool to see because the pilot was almost identical. You know, to the one that well, we it was. I think I was on the pre-Mary one because I I remember the other one. That's right. This is all coming back to me. But I think I helped him out on the pre-Mary one. That's so funny. Well, well, well thank you for us not getting picked up. I yeah, I, was all, I, I sabotage it. <laughs> I sabotage it. You're like, I'm going to get five Emmys before these guys. I know. Fuck these guys. I'm going <laughs> to. God damn it. So, so, uh, Hiller, so the next year, I go back to Miami. I oh. send in the tape. They fly me out. By the way. I'm always playing the neighbor. I'm like the white Urkel. Like I'm always playing the neighbor <laughs> or the or the bro- the younger brother of the lead, you know, right. like so oh my god, Meredith Hillary Swank and Meredith Salinger were oh, in, I know, her. I know Meredith. Yeah, yeah. They were in the odd man out pilot. So like I'm like in love in every in every direction <laughs> on this show. I'm this little kid like, oh my God. And so following I get flown out. Uh-huh. The little brother role. I get flown out and I go into this meeting. It was on Warner, like Lorimar. Was yeah. it maybe on the Lorimar offices? Yeah. And I go and do the audition and they say, wait in the lobby. And I was like, I've been doing that at that point for like fucking 10 years. I've been an actor and they're like, wait in the lobby. And so I'm there with my manager and my mom. We're going back to LAX, right? They come out into the lobby. I swear to God, this is never, they go, you got the part. 
And the entire cast is down the hall for the first table read. Oh my God. By the way, this is not an important role of like, this is not like down to the, like, this is like, I'm the, I'm the little brother. Oh my God. So I walk down the hall as if they're waiting for me. (laughs) Like who cares? The little brother. I walk in the room. It's Giovanni Ribisi and Hillary. I see Hillary. I'm like, Hillary, what are you doing here? She goes, I'm in this pilot. What are you doing here? And that was like, in those days, the odds, they're doing what, like 150, 200 pilots. You only do one. And Hillary and I get fucking cast in the same show. The show was called Reality Check for Fox. It was by, here's here's what I don't want you to give away. The EPs were David Crane and Marta Kaufman. Uh, And, um, and so we were doing this little pilot and the same year, David and Marta did the, did a show called the untitled Courtney Cox pilot for N, for NBC at the same time. So yeah. we do this terrible show. I'm sure they wouldn't be offended to hear me say that, but it was not a very good show. Reality check for Fox. And we and don't get. And meanwhile, they're doing Cougar Town. So it's an amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Our audience is very sophisticated. They're very much ahead of where you are right now. I asked you not to spoil okay. it. Okay. It's really good. <laughs> so, no. um, so, so we we don't get picked up. Okay. I go on to become the youngest filmmaker, youngest director in Sundance history at that at that point in time in two thousand one. Oh. Hillary goes on to win yeah. two Academy yeah. Awards. David Crane and Marta Kaufman get a title for the untitled <laughs> Courtney Cox pilot. Yeah. It, it is friends. <laughs> and I'm convinced that reality check not getting picked up is responsible for the success of at least those four careers, at least those four <laughs> careers. I, I, I think that's a great fucking story. I also think there's like a, there's a point to that story too. I'm going through it right now. I just had a, I'm dealing with a pilot myself and it has been my experience that the best things usually seem to happen right after a crushing kick to the balls somewhere else. Yeah, well, I mean- Oh, wait, can, can you share the, why I should be heartbroken about broke that I love? Well, that was, by the way, that segues, we went to okay. Sundance with our first documentary, Raw Deal, A Question of Consent. And that was, and we made the front page of the New York Post with oh. this little documentary that we made in oh. Miami on spec. And, and a year, we, we decided to make it in January of 2000. And in January of 2001, we were at the Sundance Film Festival wow. with it. And we took a leave of absence. Yeah, we took a leave of absence from UM just to move to Gainesville and make this thing. And I didn't own, I'd never been in snow before. I'm a Florida yeah. native. Yeah. And, and I didn't, my mom was like, we got to go to Burlington Coat Factory at the Sawgrass Mills Mall. The only mall in the world shaped like an, a gator, by the way. And we had to go, there was only one Burlington Coat Factory in South Florida. We had to go there. That place is a, is a fucking disaster. And so- um, Yeah, there's not a big market for coats in Florida. It's like, there's not no, a lot of Burlington Coat Factories no. in South Texas either. But, but apparently there's a big market for one shoe because that's all you can find at the Burlington Coat Factory is one is one shoe. It's just like, it's yeah. horrible. So the only uh, less, anyway- The only thing less successful is a bookstore, I think. Right. Anyway, go on. Um, no, my kid, that was I kid my Florida friends. Believe it or not, a little sleazy. It was being on the front page of the New York Post out of the film festival where I was like, wow, this is this is yeah, sort of nuts. And did know, the post um, try to use some pun or anything in the headline, or did they give you like a credible? Oh yeah, it was it was <laughs> rape, rape lies and videotape. 
was the headline. And pretty salacious and 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 the pretty post effective. Will never let you down, though. Yeah, free flies and videotape. Yeah. But, but and, so, how does that segue to broke? I'm very. Again, yes. I want to get. I want. I. 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 I we, we. can't leave our audience hanging. We need to yeah. know this. So, uh, like, incident. Like, this is not up to me. Like, when we do good work or not. Yeah. It, you know, it, it is. It is entirely. Uh, you know, I remember reading. I think it was Seal, the artist Seal. Uh-huh. You know, Kiss from a Rose Seal. Um, someone asked him once, why don't you publish your lyrics in the liner notes of your CD? Uh-huh. And he said, because it doesn't matter what I sing. It just matters what you hear. And so wow. it, it only matters. It's, it's in the eye of the, or the ear of the beholder. And yeah. so that's, that's the thing with, I like that. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing with, 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 with these these things that we do this yeah. this art that we do it's like it belongs you send it i say we send yeah. it out to the world sure. to sink or swim and 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 it's what it means to the audience yeah. and you know i always say that the measure of a successful filmmaker is not box office or awards but i love it or yeah, um too. or 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 critical response it's that we get to work again yeah and that we and that we make a living, good or bad, for better, doing something that we in, love doing. And in America, in the 21st century, what a blessing. And, and so, you know, so for me, it's not up to me. But remember mm-hmm. I said, documentaries are like kids. Um, yeah. You know, we, we have our favorites, but right. we, never, we never say, we never tell anyone which one. Yeah. So, Broke is my least favorite. <laughs> oh, Broke yeah. is like my least favorite. So I'm and like the creepy neighbor on your street that likes the kid you hate the most. You know, like no, your least you're kid. you're not the only one. Like like it's it's like it's almost a constant reminder of failure for me that like that it was such a zeitgeist event. This document, LeBron tweeted about it on the premiere. Magic Johnson tweeted about yeah. it. D Wade tweet. I mean, like it was this like and because but it was the first and only thirty for thirty that was a call to action. Right. Yeah. That said, like, oh, this wow. is a problem we can all do something about tomorrow. Right. Well, that's what that's what I liked about it. And, you know, I've my previous before doing comedy and writing, I was I was a television sports producer. That was my first like out of college. And I did this for six years. And so having been around athletes and watching, it's like you're watching you're watching it happen before it happens. Like I, I could look at someone, I'm interviewing someone, you know, and, and I'm just like, oh my God, I could see it. I, you, yeah. you just signed. Like I see, I see the leech people in your life that are just waiting for a hit. I, like I, you can, oh my God, there's like, why do you have three Ferraris and different <laughs> lime green and hot pink? Like, you can see that writing on the wall and, and then, you know, it happens, they go, but you hear things. And, and then all of a sudden somebody is in rehab because of uh, pain, you know, pain pill addiction. That's a huge thing is, you know, we had Rex Chapman on and he talked very openly and honestly about his Amazing. pain because these professional Rex. athletes are like, we're just going to keep shooting you with cortisone. We'll give you however much Vicodin you need. And, and then the moment you're not on the team anymore, bye. And then you're left with this athlete who has a crippling addiction to opioids and all the friends are now gone no money you know it's like and it so to what i loved about it was having seen that and watched that as a as a sports producer and then seeing some of those athletes actually in that documentary and the ones that i did see that i had interviewed before i i just have so much respect for somebody who is able to just tell the truth and be like look this isn't going to make me look great it's kind of humiliating but 
yeah, I, you know, there was one guy, I wish I could remember that was like, I was paying more rent than the government. I don't even know whose rent I was paying, yeah. you know, and all of a sudden, oh, I got cut from the team. Everybody in your life leaves, you know. First, first of all, Rex, Rex is a hero. He does the Lord's work. Shout out to shout out yeah. to Rex. Like Rex he, in, is he invented that. He invented a platform and then uses it for for fun, but for good. You know, yeah, he's so much good. There. Yeah, yeah, he's almost like you, Billy. Where I forget, I was a fan of Rex as a basketball player, but I I forget now that he was this great NBA player because what he does using his platform is so fantastic, and he's just. I, I want you to know that I I don't keep I don't have any movie posters of my own movies in my house. I think that's like awkward and ostentatious. Like in your office, that's where you celebrate your work and you know and people yeah. come and you. So like I have movie posters in my house, but not of my. I have them as art of other movies that I love yeah. and but not my own except broke, which I hung over my toilet <laughs> so that every time I took a shit, I remember the time I took a shit like in that. <laughs> and for me, you know what it is when you're making a doc, you're not in total control of the thing, right? Yeah. You don't have a script. Maybe you have an outline, maybe you have an idea. Like, yeah. so from conception of like, you know, what it was in my head to the final product, it was the furthest furthest away that's the measure yeah of so like i directed cocaine cowboys 2 hustling with the godmother i know shitty documentaries (laughs) like okay i know you know but but by the way my vision for cost for hustling by the way no g an apostrophe hustling with the godmother like but but my 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 vision for that was pretty consistent with the final product to be to be honest for better but like broke became so much it became so much less about the people and more about the problem yeah that it it, it there was an emotional disconnect for no, me it, that it, i it, thought it, was a failing yeah, yeah it wasn't it wasn't succeeding at the thing you wanted to succeed in and so it made you not be able to appreciate the thing that it actually did succeed yeah in. i i get that completely i have to pee so badly <laughs> <laughs> Can we take a can we take a, two, a one minute break and then get yeah. to the things we watch? I'm sorry, I was like, I just it's like I'm gonna wet myself if I don't. <laughs> I'm right back. Thank you so much. It's like ah, and well, I, I, I like. Okay, Billy, who was the who was the guy? I forget his name, but he was the NFL player that ended up becoming like a financial advisor. Well, 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 there's Andre Risen and Leon Searcy. Um, no, Leon Searcy. It wasn't Andre Risen, but can I tell you how much I love the fact that Andre Risen's like, he's sitting there in the first shot. I, I had to pause it, Billy. I was laughing so hard because they're going to these athletes and it's like, Andre Risen, I'm a, I mean, obviously being a sports producer, I grew up a huge sports fan. I know all the athletes. It's not like, and this is a documentary I'm about to watch about people going broke. So I'm expecting a lot of humility, a lot of, you know, it's like Andre Risen. <laughs> Dude, straight up wore shades through the whole fucking thing. I was like, you know what? Man, you're not gonna let any of this shit get you down. Oh you're God. just like, I'm Danny, still I'm still winning. Danny, Danny just missed Jenny's second prop of the podcast, by the way. Her second oh. prop. Oh man, I heard it. I didn't I couldn't I couldn't hear it. <laughs> It was talking about when Andre Risen was on Broke, and this was a guy who was flashy. I yeah. mean, flashy as shit. And I remember, like, I was just saying, like, right when I watched the documentary, and I'm like, man, this is going to be crazy. And each of these athletes is really going to, man, they're just taking the heart out, throwing it. 
And this guy comes out. It's like, here we go. Andre Ryzen. He was like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> so, so by the way, so I have to tell you, because Jenny, you mentioned him, the financial advisor yeah. that you were setting. So the man's name is Ed Butowski. That, and just, the, the reason why that may ring a bell, I saw Dan, it'll look at Dan's Yeah, it face. does. Why do I know that name? Because Ed Butowski was responsible for perpetuating the Seth Rich conspiracy. Oh, that's not exactly it. Yes, of course. Yeah. So it's, you know, in a weird way, putting someone in your documentary as like, who, who is an expert in the field and is an informed commentator, it's like, it's like Miami naming streets after people who later turn out to be drug dealers and murderers. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, you put this guy in your documentary and then he turns out to be like this Monster. Looney Tune and like, and, and of course, like, to, and so there's another reason why it's just like, oh, oh no, no. Well, if it makes you feel better now, I haven't even seen it and I hate it now. So thank you. <laughs> um, well, good. I but, hope but, but don't, you. You, don't y'all feel like though, that there's a right now, I, because there's so many things that will happen. It's like, oh, do you hear this person did this? And they say someone's name and you're like, I fucking know that guy. Like, I actually have had a good experience with that person. And uh, oh my God, know, this. Yeah. And then you just start thinking now, it's like, yeah, I could know someone like the back of my hand or think that I do. We have no idea. You, all we can do is like, you could put people in your stuff that do the best job. And if they turn out to not be great people, that's not on you. That's no, the, you I know, was, like, no it's one not was fair more... that people get ripped for someone else's behavior, you know? No, I felt the same. Like, I like one of my closest friends was, um, this kid, uh, Adolf Hitler. And, and I had <laughs> no idea, you know, cause that, he was never that way. You know, in elementary school with me, you know, I mean, you know, and, uh, but boy, people yeah, I, we just, we just, we just thought his facial hair grew in weird. Yeah. We, they, like, I don't know. He followed me on Twitter, which I, <laughs> you know, it's like, I'll make excuses for anybody if they follow me. Like, well, you know, well, I, we didn't I, hear the other side of the story. I think we're being like really not fair. <laughs> well, I think we're, we're, this is going to be a long one because it, you're so fascinating, Billy, but I, I think- I know, uh, I do think we should have Billy come back for a part two. I do, because I want to talk more. I mean, I was like, right before the pandemic, I know that Sophia Vergara was like, who I worked with uh, on Modern Family, Hold for Plus. Yeah, she, that's uh, um, you just go ahead and say it, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, but she, <laughs> uh, she was going to be on the, I, I think got suspended the next season of Narcos, and I think she was going to play uh, Griselda. Uh, uh, isn't that the one? Isn't that the who's the 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 the, the godmother? Yeah, you're, you're right. La Madrina, the godmother, Griselda yeah. Blanco. Actually, yeah, so Griselda I Blanco. Yeah, she was she was cast to play that. So um, in in the in the latest Narcos, I'd heard, and I just I, I have no idea like how that would work, but it seems, <laughs> it seems interesting to me. But I, you know, that, sounds fascinating. No, and by the way, that you know, I just cooking cowboy. I, when people like want to, it, it's such a good. It is so educational and it's so like you were talking about like this is the last smoke I'll be I'll blow up your butt before we go to our recommendations but it is what I like about my favorite documentaries is that they're not just about the thing they're about the time I thought OJ Made in America was a perfect documentary about the Um, 90s and about a cultural moment and linking both Rodney King to that and where we were there and I uh, you know I, the last I, I, dance was like that too. The last dance, exactly. Yeah. And I think like, but Cocaine Cowboys was this, because, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm older than you guys, but I was young at the, you know, I was like, like I was off, currently doing cocaine at the time of the Cocaine Cowboys. <laughs> I, I, I discovered that in college. But, we could have like, called this podcast Cocaine Cowboys. Yeah, <laughs> but it was just, yeah, but it was just, um, 
it's just it's fascinating context and you're a really good storyteller and i appreciate that yeah well thank you thank you i mean cocaine cowboys you know i i think i i i have a style but like i always say like we are we are there to serve the story and so on cocaine cowboys i needed to get everyone on the same page and i kind of the style book was like there will be no fades to black there will be fades to white there will be an like i think the average feature has about like on average like 1500 cuts yeah cocaine cowboys has nearly 5000 cuts in it it felt, um, it felt cocaine. Yeah, it felt right. it felt speedy. I mean, I, I really respected <laughs> that. No, but I mean that. Like, it just like it. Took I know the that. Control. I just like the cocaine felt speedy. And, and, yeah. and as much as I love working with like the same composers and like because the best composers are very versatile, I needed to work with like Jan Hammer on that, yeah. who did yeah. four or five seasons of Miami. But like, I needed the whole thing to feel like almost like it was a product of the time in which it was produced because i thought that that was going to be sort of the winning formula on it and and, and no, I, I felt like yeah. i was sitting next to philip michael thomas as you were doing the whole <laughs> thing. i really did i'm just um, saying also a dog fight was a fantastic like oh, thank that's you. the mma one right yeah. yeah that is not the way that is d-a-w-g it's not a michael vick yeah, yeah. dog <laughs> fight yeah. we should although we i should, wanted to do the michael vick one too yeah <laughs> and i have to tell you by the way like you know i was there for like the first the you part one was mm-hmm. part of the first gaggle of 30 for 30s like before they even knew if that was going to take off like before they even knew if they could get sponsors for 30 of them and now there's been like a thousand and oj is like a fucking masterpiece like oj oj it's the first documentary to become an egot I don't know how no, it did it, but it it, it did it somehow. And, <laughs> it, it and really had, it was phenomenal. It was, it was the mic nice. drop. It was the yeah. mic drop of 30 for 30s. And to me, by the way, like Screwball for me was like, cause we helped sort of invent that genre of like the sports porn, unapologetic <laughs> urban sport, yeah. you know, team with the U like to me, Screwball, even though it wasn't a 30 for 30, like I always, I, I took a, at UM, I took a um, film genres course. Uh-huh. And we were taught the cycle of a genre, which of course is not a real thing, but it's like a thing that film yeah, theory yeah. professors teach you. But there's a lot of truth to it. And the, I remember, I don't remember all the, the cycles, but one of the, the end of it was parody. Was yeah. sat, you know, yeah. And they, they used horror as the example, because Scream, Wes Craven came back and said, here's this genre I helped in the yeah. mod, you know, to invent in the modern day. I'm going to come and destroy, essentially tear down so that it could be reinvented with like the Blair Witch, which became the new, like that. And then, and then it could start all over again. You could yeah. do traditional boo, you know, scare kind of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's a natural thing. You see it in comedy, but you see it in all art. And I, I, I really, it's my favorite thing about that stuff is because there, you reach a point, a saturation point where the audience becomes as conversant in the style as the filmmaker. And so, so they know what to happen. So you can either then fall into tropes, which were original 10 years ago, but they're not anymore. Or you can take those tropes and, and, and you can thwart expectation and still tell the story. And in fact, it's a better way to tell the story now because you have this educated audience. And that, and that was screwball for me. I wanted to say like, I'm like, I want to tear the thing that I was thinking Wes Craven's scream, like in the genre cycle, I was like, reinvent like not reinvent it kind of like uh, by the way i mean tear it down in the most like reverent respectful sense and 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 when what you did like i i feel like even like the oj made in america you know i remember like hearing about that and and the the first thing i read was like oh it's you know seven hours long (laughs) and my first thought was how many fucking more times do i need to hear 
how OJ killed his wife. Like, I, I, this is going to be in one year. Like, I was fighting it. And then I kept reading people saying, like, no, no, no. You don't understand. You don't understand. This is really. And then watching it, a game changer. So you can take something that, you know, maybe people have seen. Before. People know the story behind Screwball. But you flipped it. Trust you me. flipped the script on it. And you, you told the story where it's more captivating. It's far more interesting. Versus and I think I think Danny should write the dramatic adaptation. I think we should do a comedy. We should do oh, a limited series. I love series. to get really serious. But like, we should do a limited series. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's do it. Let's. I'm I'm ready to collaborate. Let's okay. go. Heard it here let's first. Go. Um, okay. <laughs> but this is like this is. I, I don't like to talk this long to anybody. I'm kidding. You're fascinating. Um, <laughs> Billy, when you're not when you're not making films or working with the, your new band Swan. How, um, what, what have you been watching that you like? Give me, give me like uh, one or two. What is with Billy Corgan in wrestling? I get shit. So people put at Billy C-O-R into Twitter and apparently my name comes up. And wow. so, cause Billy Corgan got at Billy. He must've been an investor in Twitter. Cause like, but like wow. but some shit happens on wrestling and people give me such shit for it, but I don't know what is going on. <laughs> Billy Corgan and like, they're like, why did you treat Daisy so mean? <laughs> what the fuck are you like it's obviously some wrestling drama you know that like, wow, like, I don't know. Him, like anyway so i i told jenny oh my god so i'm like when i work i'm like in the zone and i never watch anything so i'm catching up on years of pop culture right now i haven't like like queen's gambit is like on the list so what i've been watching i'm watching two things um like well i'm just starting the third season of cobra kai which is if I ever come back, please have John Hurwitz on again because I need to like I, I told, need to fucking yeah, I told Billy that we had John kiss the Hunter. ring. Kiss the oh. ring. I will kiss his ring. He yeah. Touched something that that with that show. It is just like it is a cultural fucking moment that he is that he, he brought and, out. And in like karate kid Cobra Kai. I know Billy, we've we're the same age. And so we both went through that whole like Oh my God, Karate Kid! It was so emotional and moving. You know, it's like don't make fun of it because it it really. And then Cobra Kai just was this love letter, and it's such. It, then it became like, oh my God, I'm really into this series. Over like, over the course of creating art, there are infinite number of decisions that have to be made, from yeah. what to eat lunch that day to lines of dialogue, to casting characters, to how they deliver the line. There's, it's like unlimited. And any one of those being different, like you ordered the wrong thing for lunch that day and you're, you had diarrhea on the set or you're, you were in a foul mood or you fought with your wife or your husband, like anything can go wrong. And to me, there's only one path to Cobra Kai being good. Okay, yes, or, watch, or, or, or watchable. It's yeah. like- no, those are small targets. We call that all the time. It's a tiny, tiny target. Yeah. I feel like Jojo Rabbit was that. Like, like, yes. like yes. bullseye, bullseye. Yeah. Like how, yeah. like it's alchemy. It is yeah. just, it's, it is like, I have nothing but reverence. And by the way, it's a fun show. It's not like this, like, but it's a masterpiece somehow. Yeah. It's like, it's just like, it's, but how they, of course, nostalgia is a hell of a drug. I mean, like, sure. and, and it trades on that, but the way it trades on it, and the way it creates a new parallel universe with the next generation, and yeah. the way the, like how many the high way school the, kids love it, you're like, yeah, and 
the yeah. way like the wife like Amanda is so like derisive of the main conflict like your your karate telenovela your karate soap opera yeah. like oh <laughs> they have warring dojos like yeah. the, the, like it's and then and of yeah, course they, they made her fantastic too like I love and then when they like I love that they didn't take the wife and go like you two knock it off. Oh, that's the biggest mistake in <laughs> all know? television. They yeah, said, where she was like, you okay, fine. If you need to be like, she hit the she, like, she's tough and she's never the person that's the nagging wife. Oh. That like, I love the the female roles in that. I love that they had the girls also fighting. It's like, yeah, they're getting hit in the face with by a guy, but hell, they kicked. You know, she kicked. Him. <laughs> like, I love that. Everyone and it's needs. somehow a comedy, like it's, but it's not, it, but it's not, it's not like, it's not like making fun of the, it's not, it's not disrespectful no. to, the, to, to the mythology. It's so reverential. It's yeah. love. It's, it's like you feel the love. They actually like the thing that they're talking about. Yeah. yeah. They, they was like, this was, you could feel in everything from the actors to the, um, especially the actors, you know, the middle-aged actors mm. and to the, to the filmmakers, it's like, this was this is a meaningful piece of art for them, and they're and they they're handling it right. I love that. And I love talking to John about it. I mean, that was and, and the the middle aged actors who are who who sell the karate as convincingly as they did, yeah, yeah. And, they, and, and they look fantastic, aged, amazing. I'm sorry, and and speaking of like, I guess I guess it's a <laughs> comedy. I don't know what the genre, but like, but like, and speaking of different, like, William Zabka is brilliant in it. I think he's brilliant in it. The fact so, that there's like an alternate universe to like the bully be perceiving himself as the bully and they're not being a good guy and a bad guy kind of in the show. Like, again, I'm just it. starting to see that. It's fucking unbelievable. It's a, it's like this tightrope act that is like, yeah. it's, it, it's insane. I just, I have nothing but, and, and that is, is, it is added to my lexicon, the term hide the plantain. Let's don't play yeah, hide the hide plantain. The <laughs> As a as a Miamian, that's a pretty meaningful pop culture. I will say, I probably that. rewound that three times when he's like, "I'm not here to watch you hide the play, hide the plantain." I love that. Wow, that's so, amazing. Cobra Kai. What else in your Modern Family? What I'm, what I'm, well, what I'm what I'm watching, and we okay. just finished Unorthodox. Oh, I heard that's good. I heard it's, I heard it's a little chewy. <laughs> I didn't finish it. It got a little too Jewy for me. Yeah, by, by the way, speaking of which, the sun just went down. I have to run. Um, but, uh, no, they, but the but okay, no, happy Pesach. Put a hole in it and we'll finish. Yes, I, I mean, I, I that's yes, too Jewish. I believe is what uh, yeah, is, yeah, yes yeah. is what is what Der Spiegel uh, called yeah. it. But very different from the book. The book she just kind of leaves, puts on jeans, and goes to art school. Like that's kind of yeah. like in, like oh. she doesn't. But like they've turned it into this whole like. I don't know, like born supremacy or something. It's like this. Oh. It's like it's, it, but they add the intrigue in not a very, in not a very forced way. Like it, it, it feels like kind of organic and 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 compelling. And and I like the limited series. I like that format. I like yeah. the just like the finite four episodes, seven episodes, eight. Yeah. I love that. I love closed um, ended. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I do too. Like Queen's Gambit. It. That's yeah. how I felt about the Queen's Gambit. You should. Bump that up on your list. I that was Danny. You told me to watch that. Yeah, I started. Well, you're it. Do a sequel. It's like two queens, two gambity. I think. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's about Queen's Gambit, Tokyo Drift. No, it's <laughs> awesome. So chess. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I gotta I tell you, plowed through the whole thing. I loved it. I'm and I and it's is an HBO Max thing, but you know, it, it, uh, West Wing moved from Netflix to HBO Max, and I just felt like I needed a 
it was like the lemon sorbet course of the Trump administration. I yeah. needed to kind of cleanse, okay. cleanse the palate. Yeah, yeah. And watch the West Wing, which is like it's fantastic. It's fantastic. It's, so it's like it's so good. I and caught like, it after. I didn't watch it while it was on, and I caught it later. And it's like, wow, this is really good. I actually have my my mom, who's she's she's on all my like Netflix, HBO Max. She has all my passwords and everything so like she I'll, I'll put her on a show she gets into it i'm like great i've got a week before she finishes that and then she's gonna call and go like what next i read i finished i told her to watch the west wing and she was obsessed like she got so into it it was on netflix and then i get this frantic phone call halfway through like a weeks later and she go, it's gone it was because it went to hbo max and i was like just you want to talk about somebody when somebody blows something out of proportions like Okay, that happened. Just take a deep breath. What are we gonna do in a real crisis? Yeah, <laughs> just just take your little finger and go over to the purple square and you push that. Type in <laughs> West Wing and bibbity bobbity boo, it's all there. And she was like, "Okay, oh, I just got freaked out." You know, she was so she loved it. She was so sad when it ended. But it's a great. Yeah, series. I'm, I'm binging it. It's it's bad. And I worked with John Spencer on L.A. Law when I was a kid, who is just like so good. In that, and like, well, first of all, everybody's so good in yeah. that show. It's like, the, again, it's like an alchemy. It's like Modern Family. It's an alchemy cast. It's no, like, I play, how I do play, you? I play poker with weekly on on Zoom with uh, Josh Molina, and so we're always, you know, giving him West Wing stuff. Uh, <laughs> I'm falling apart. My throat's closing. But do you, Jenny, tell me what you got. I'm just gonna suggest watching all of Billy's stuff and not um, Justice League that. I started in May of 2006, I think, and I'm still trying <laughs> hey. to fucking finish it. Well, I'm going to drink some water and I want to talk about Justice League. I fuck it. I'm, I'm bringing, I got to leave at 530, but I got to tell you. This. Okay. <laughs> okay. I started this. <laughs> let me, let me tell you the best way to watch it though. And what I did at the beginning of the pandemic was I just went like, I'm not a weed smoky person or whatever, but I, I'm not afraid of an edible like to sleep but i just went and got like a bag of fucking really strong edibles and got the disney plus app and got i started watching superhero movies which i never did before like i just <clears throat> went through all the marvel things so <clears throat> this week i was like all right this justice league all right let's do it that why is it that fucking long like it, it looked I, like the whole time ben affleck was like at a costume it. party he didn't want to be at I saw that tweet. I fucking love that so much. It's the perfect description of his performance. It was like, he, there he was in this Batman costume with all this shit, and he looked ashamed. Like, he looked ashamed. The whole time he was just like, I gotta <clears throat> turn around and go like, I'm Batman. I gotta say some shit. But I, also, I really I also, wanna, let me get an Uber and let me get the fuck out of there. Like, that's I, how it felt. My favorite thing about it is, without a doubt, every time Wonder Woman comes on the screen, <laughs> They start playing some weird sort of chanting, ah! and there is no scene she can walk into. What, like it's like I was like, I got my period every time that fucking song came on. Like, it was She's walking like just in the background of a scene to grab like a like a like a a, a, a Sunny D from the fridge, and it's like ah! it's like every fucking thing is. I tell you, what, my friend. Oh, there's a siren outside. But uh, this comedian friend of mine, Jackie Fabulous, not her yeah. Christian name. Don't <laughs> quote me. But oh, are, they, are the Connecticut Fabulouses? Yeah. yeah. 
I saw that she tweeted. She was like, I don't know what's happening here, but I would let every cast member run a consensual train on me. Like, why is everyone so beautiful? <laughs> like, literally everyone on that show was so pretty. They were like, alarming. Like, it was like shockingly beautiful people throughout yeah. Justice League. I mean, I, but... Jay, I, Jason Momoa should have worked out before it, I think. <laughs> but, um, you know, I would have I would have shampooed and dried his hair if he asked me to. Like, oh my god, Lisa Bonet should take a like do a master class on dudes that like she made Lenny Kravitz someone sloppy seconds. That's amazing, remarkable. Um, But yeah, Justice League was my uh, and then I watched the Falcon or Soldier. I just started that. Yeah, I'm I'm on the fence so far on that, but it seems okay. Yeah, I mean, there's only been one episode. And yeah. I still had to catch up on all the Marvel ones. What have you been watching, though, Danny? I watched that. Speaking of reenactments, and I'm not sure it quite worked, um, but it was interesting. It was the college scandal? Oh, I watched that. And, you know, with Matthew Modine is playing the yeah, game. which is in a weird way is kind of like screwball the way that you. I was sort of thinking, it's screwball, but it wasn't funny. And um, Operation Varsity Blues. Yeah, right, it, right. I thought it was fascinating. I, I there's I'm not. Stylistically, I, had, you know, I was on the fence stylistically, but I was like, I was riveted the whole time. And I just watched episode one of Into the Storm, the Q documentary about what these fucking oh. nuts, it's, I, 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 I have this, you know, they released two. I couldn't bring myself to watch two, not because it's not good, but because it's just like, it is the end of civilization when you watch it. But uh, mm-hmm. apart from that, that's it. That's what I got. Hey, Billy, man, this has been fun. And I really do want to, I mean, we say this and we usually don't mean it. I would love to have you back and do yeah. a, a part two, like, and not like wait, like, you know, like in the soon, because I, I, like, I have so many questions still. We can have you back on next week, maybe next Friday, and we'll do it. I, I was like, honestly, like, I, I probably just babbled for now, but like, I was so flattered when, when Jenny reached out, and so excited to, to be here uh, with you guys, and, yeah. and so, I mean, any, any time. Because I'm gonna, because I'd actually love to. I'm gonna watch these suggestions of yours that I've missed, and I, 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 I know I'm gonna want to talk to you about it. And you're a fucking delight, man. It's great. Yeah. And you came on. I've, I've had my voice is going from fucking COVID, but you, uh, you, you, <laughs> you carried us, man. That was fucking great. So thank you. Thanks, Danny. Well, Appreciate that. Yeah, well, Jenny, thank you, you. <laughs> Billy. Jenny, you carried us. Thanks, Danny, for that. No, Jenny, if it makes you feel better, I feel feverish, and I didn't mean that because you know I love you. I know. I was. I was a joke. I was a joke. I just think you're the best. I just you. I find you. I find you like a light. Yes. And um. And, and Je- Jenny Johnson, I love your vaccine. Thank you, Johnson. Oh. And Je- Jenny Johnson and Johnson. Johnson and I love Johnson. Your, I love your I work. To get. I actually wanted to get that one just because of. Is it? Yeah. Is it true that you get a nickel for everyone? Every Johnson and Johnson yeah, vaccine. Yeah, it's going to be like out. all my residual checks from Johnson. <laughs> but but if there turns out to be side effects, she's also liable. So, uh, <laughs> and I may show up whenever I want and stay in your house and like <laughs> hang out with your pets, give your dog a bath. Yeah, make uh, make baby shampoo for you that won't make you cry. Well, thank you, thank uh, thanks, doing it, nation. I'm, I'm just gonna call them doing it, nation. I like doing it, nation. I feel like that's a great name for our. our and uh, we got some great fucking shows coming up, including the return of uh, Billy Corbin. Thank you so much. Thank y'all very much. Thank you, Billy. Yeah.